0: You are listening to Aspect Ratioed, a film and video game podcast, episode 6. Today's topic of discussion, everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Hello everybody, we are your
0: hosts, I am Spooky Deer. And I am the Rogers Academy, and this is Aspect Ratioed. And we are back with yet another episode, and today we are talking about the highly acclaimed A24's Everything, Everywhere, All at Once
1: and I am so excited to talk about this, especially because if you've listened to our last episode talking about the WAG and SAG after strikes, A twenty four is in the clear, so we're at at our liberty to, uh, to wait, talk. Ab-
0: wait, it's the WAG, the WAG, not the WGA.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was so yeah, cl- they, I was so they, close, they, man.
0: They made they made a deal with the WGA, but not the WAG. The WAG, the, 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 the WAGs, the,
1: the, wags, wags. Are right. <laughs> the WAGs. I'm i did my best regardless no a24 Um, is playing ball with all of our friends in hollywood that are currently on strike so it's on the table i got my acronyms wrong this will this will happen um i
0: mess it up all the time too i'll probably mess it up a few more times today
1: right um
0: all we can do is our
1: best all we can do is our best rogers
0: the unfortunately as of The recording of this exact moment, no deal has been made yet. So we are still in a a moment of strike and solidarity. So uh, we are only covering content that we find appropriate to cover. And A24 films are appropriate because they are meeting the demands of the actors and the writers. So,
1: Because it's just not that hard.
0: It's just not that hard. (laughs) It really isn't. But we chose the movie that kind of swept the award season this last year and uh, kind of, I mean, really just took most people's ballots for all of 2022 because no one could not stop talking about this movie and you
1: much to my, much to your chagrin. Um, it's sweeping my ballot for 2023 because I <laughs> um, very blatantly put off seeing this movie, not for any reason, not for any um, like or dislike. It was just uh general, um, you know, Life uh, life got in the way. And it, then you, it, you kept banging the drum. You're like, you need to see this movie. And I have this thing in my brain where when someone is like, hey, you're really going to like this. Even if they know, you obviously know me well enough that obviously I was going to enjoy this film. Uh, but the second someone says, hey, you'll like this. I go, you don't know a goddamn thing about me. <laughs> and then I you, will you, put off watching it for 14 months. You, you,
0: you you make the the idea that you're on a on a podcast with me to talk about movies and games, and yet like part of this has to go off kind of recommendation as well. Like, hey, we're gonna watch this to, to record our podcast. That's really funny that you're like, well, you, you can't recommend something I like because I'm not gonna watch it then. Because <laughs> just it's it's you're different like, now. Now
1: I have to be I have to be yeah, objective oriented yeah. because there's content yeah. and I'm trying to like do my part and stay on top of things but when it was just for my own my own delight and pleasure i i i'm just a stubborn little dummy and i'm sorry
0: <laughs> no that's okay but as always before we get into the main topic of the day we do have some housekeeping to do. so uh spooky how's uh how how is uh the the content creation grind going for you how's your uh adventures across the across the
1: country going <laughs> adventures across the country i've been staying pretty local but generally um <laughs> things have been uh things have been very very cool lately um still kind of figuring things out i've been doing i have been doing a lot of like bopping around or just generally not um being in front of the camera or in front of the microphone um because that's how summer goes baby but uh just recently um once again very cringe but we have to do the update your boy streams on Twitch, and I just had my career highlight. Um, what was it? Last week, as of this recording. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Truly, truly, uh, just a very, a very fun highlight. I have not been uh, playing video games on stream for a while. I've just been, just been a chat, a chatty, a chatty little, a li- chatty little lad. Um, really, just a, a continuation of what we do here. Um, and I decided, hey, I should probably start playing some video games again. So I, had put in some content planning. Um, I'm revisiting, a, a very complex survival game called Project Zomboid. It's just a zombie apocalypse survival simulator. Never heard of one of those before. Um, <laughs> and as I was playing it, uh, I was, I was graced with a, a very, a very large Twitch raid, uh, into my channel. And all of a sudden there were, you know, 335 strangers watching me do what I do. Uh, and that was an incredibly big deal and was very, uh, uh, it was just very, very cool. I'm very, very flattered. Uh, and it really is just like a, a stroke of luck and uh, yeah, um, it was, it was thrilling and I, I just, I just hope I did a, I hope I did a good job because in all fairness, like you get that many new people coming in and my brain just turned into a polished marble. So, um, but it was very fun and that was, that was cool. Definitely. Uh, it, it is, it is a career highlight in many ways on that side of things.
0: Yeah. It, it, it was, it was cool and it was great because I was in a, uh, I was in a little like discord voice call with a few of your, few of our community members and it happened while I was in there. And I was just like, well, oh, like, here we go. And I'm just like, I kind of watched you in real time. Just kind of be like, Holy mother
1: of God. Yeah. <laughs> like <clears throat> <the thing laughs> We're is, though, doing it now.
0: <laughs> the thing is though, everyone was like, Oh, spooky's handling this. Like, really well he's really collected and i'm like i'm like listen once it happens you just kind of have to accept it and go with it so you're either gonna like flub it up or you're just gonna like
1: keep going you 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 soar or you crash and burn and i think i was just lucky enough that i feel like i i feel like i soared. a lot of people were very very kind reaching out to me afterwards saying that i i did a good job and um obviously that made me feel really good about myself and it's also fun that you were just like chatting with a bunch of uh a bunch of our homies in the community shout out Shout out to them um, for just... Shout out shout out the community. Shout out the community. <laughs> Literally could not do this without you, for real. Um, but yeah, that's all that's really been going on in, in my life. Otherwise, I'm just big chilling. What about you, Rodri Dodri?
0: Uh Well, you say you're a streamer on Twitch.tv. I'm actually a streamer on Twitch.tv. He's
1: so back, baby. A long retirement. I, He's back in front of the camera.
0: After being away for like 14 plus months, I came back and I started doing some the weekly streams again. I just do like once a week started off, played through the resident evil four remake. And then uh, we played some Pokemon and now we're playing some Bayonetta. So, I mean, we're, we're having a, we're having a ball and like, we're just taking it simple and easy. It's like uh, the last time I did this, I kind of got a little ahead of myself and <laughs> tried doing it like every other day. And like, just wouldn't find like free time for myself. So I got burnt out really quickly. So we're just like we're just kind of going with the flow, but I, I I'm having fun. I'm am keeping it like just super chill, and that's kind of
1: that's working for me. Heck yeah, I'm proud of you. It's it's really it's really fun to have you back in it. And I'm glad that you're taking a different approach because yeah, I think you you girl bossed a little close to the sun the first time, and uh, you know, much like Icarus of lore, you burned out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I definitely did girl boss too close to the sun. i like I I legitimately was like
1: you went so hard. To... <laughs> you went so freaking hard into now,
0: it. Was I successful into it? Quite a bit. Like oh, if yeah. you're looking at it from like a metric standpoint, like I I I did some things pretty well to like in a constant stream of growth on that channel.
1: Right. But, uh, but unfortunately, metrics don't always don't always make the brain happy in the way that it needs. So, Yeah we do we do what we can but enough with the housekeeping you think should we talk should we should we work our way towards our, our singular discussion topic which will guide us gracefully into everything everywhere all at once
0: Yes, I believe it is time for that prompt that you're going to crush my soul with cuz you gave me a hard question.
1: I did give, I, <laughs> you you do be hating the weeks that I get the prompt because I'm I'm no, I'm, I, I'm in my head right now, man. Hey, so
0: Hey, hey, I I picked I picked the the prompt for the Spider-Verse episode and that was a that that was a a good one about like animators. So I'm not saying I don't put difficult questions, but like you this is this one right here is kind of like what the what the I'm, hell,
1: man? We're gonna, we're going, we're <laughs> going internal. We're not, talk, we're not talking about the world. We're talking about ourselves. Um, so, so let's do this. Um, I, I'm, read this verbatim from our from our document. The prompt, <coughs> Rogers. <laughs> the prompt. Films have an ability to be an incredible emotional medium. Uh, this is going to be spoilers for our discussion today, but beyond everything, everywhere, all at once, what's a moment in a film that caught you off guard with how you responded to it emotionally? This doesn't have to be like a, like a tearjerker, but it could be something that made you really happy, angry, whatever, whatever it is. There's a whole spectrum of emotions that you can feel, and I think film does a good way of pulling that out of us. So, do tell.
0: I, again, hate you for this question, but uh <laughs> I I think, like, t- the reason why we kind of, like, grasped the jerker right away is because, like, cry- a movie making you cry means it has to have really connected t- with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to ha- have engaged with it and it had to in- connect with you and touch you in a way that you, like, you, like, were letting yourself open for. Right, so, you, like, you,
1: you were letting that- yourself be, like, open and vulnerable while... Basically, by consuming entertainment, like I think it's a pretty, it's pretty amazing how how powerfully things can can hit you. So I think that's why, like we
0: typically when we think
1: about films with
0: emotion, is we think about things that made you cry, right? Because that's what, like we don't necessarily think about things that like constant laughter or like big, just like shit-eating grin smile mm-hmm. from just like pure excitement. Like it's it's it is like uh we 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 consider things that make us cry to be like the true like emotional connection. It's a, it's a, it's a
1: real testament I think because it, it's I feel like it's rare um especially I mean and we we've discussed this before but I think it, it is it's more difficult and it's more rare especially as men to um kind of like let ourselves get to that point um Especially, like, sometimes you're watching a movie in public, especially if it's you. Like, you're out in the theaters all the time. And to kind of, like, still let yourself be overcome by that is... um, I think that's a mark of some, like, really expert filmmaking. Or just mental health in it. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it kind of goes back to the whole, like, the... I got to bring it up every, every, every episode, the, the Lord of the Rings yep. thing. It's like, let's the, get, the let's or, get one in <laughs> the, 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 the Boromir crying in fellowship of the ring scene is like, oh. it, it's like you see it and you're just like that, that, that hits the spot that, that mm-hmm. hits like that vulnerability. Um, but to actually answer like, um, what is a moment in the film that caught you off guard? I think like there's several things recently and it's things we've even talked about. Like, like, spider-verse when miles when miles gets first reintroduced on the screen Mm -hmm. was like i was so pumped i was like i am so ready to see miles moraleskin i even i think i said that directly in that episode yeah and i was like just so like like i was just so happy and like that's something where it's like that doesn't necessarily catch me off guard but it's just like it's clear like how much this means to me that how quickly i'm like i am really excited to see this fictional character yes um I think and another thing is like Puss in Boots catches you off guard because again, it was that whole like surprise <laughs> kid's movie. Film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but I think for me, like I've, I watched a lot of stuff within the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I kind of went through a big binge of just like movies and like stuff I owned and the 2021, uh, Japanese movie called drive my car, which I think was nominated for best picture. Hmm. Um, it's a three hour movie. of of someone essentially just being uh driven around uh driven around japan for teaching classes because they have a whole role like i it's been a bit since i've seen the movie so i can't like pinpoint all the plot deals sure specifically but the essentially they have like oh you're gonna teach our like uh you're gonna put on a stage show for us um, so you're the director of the show, but we have a whole rule because we had our previous like show director got into a car accident and then they were we out of work. So we decided to um, if you're going to work for us, we're going to have someone drive you uh, mm. around. So you can't drive yourself. <laughs> and the thing is, is that this whole movie essentially is there's a without going into because I, I do think you would you would like this a lot. Yeah,
1: I'm looking this up right now. I'm, the, this is going onto my watch list.
0: The first 40 minutes of the movie happens before the actual title card happens.
1: Wow. So that's
0: that like there's essentially a whole prologue before you get to the title card. So I'm not gonna go into anything about the prologue. But after you get that, you essentially have this character that's kind of isolated and just living day by day, driving around, mm-hmm. listening to tapes, all this stuff, and then they go to like direct um direct this play. And that's where they meet this person who is essentially their chauffeur and drives them around everywhere and they start to bond over like all their life stuff. And it's the last twenty minutes of that movie that when the scene happens, it is just like everything that you have had this build up and like just character development and like just everything all come together when the payoff happens, which you kinda expect to happen the entire time, but like once it finally happens, you're just kinda like, oh
1: fuck. Oh, 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 oh f- no. Oh <laughs> no. no. You got me. I've been got. I've been had. I'm just like Ugh.
0: So like it's just one of those it's so beautifully shot too. Like the whole movie looks gorgeous, but it's just like it's just people essentially talking and going through day-to-day life. Yeah. So it's not like there's not like any grand plot. There's no like grand save the earth or like oh, I'm trying to make ends meet or anything. It's just essentially someone living their their slice of life day-to-day. And it's it's very well
1: executed. Uh, this is this is definitely bumping up on my list because honestly, I love I love films that can capture that in a way where it doesn't, like nothing needs to be overwrought because like we're all living our day to day lives. And I feel like we're all having like, you know, grand emotional experiences all the time. And we just I don't think we often put it in that kind of perspective, you know, like every day is important. Um, mm-hmm. Every interaction is important. So that's cool. Uh, I'll carve out three hours for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can send you my Criterion copy of it.
1: Hey, there we go. Thought about it. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I thought so about it. Drive my. You car. son of a. Wait. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. You son of a bitch. I'm in. Okay. It's my turn, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. This is a very. This is from like. This is a very. A very specific moment, and I. I I'd kind of brought up when in the interlude to the to our discussion point today of like especially when something makes you cry like in a theater um just like how much more impactful that is and i i feel like i need to go back and and revisit both the film that affected me and like see how i would react in the moment now so Uh, for those of you that don't know, I do have credibility on this podcast because I am a film studies minor (laughs) because they didn't have a major yet when I was in college. But um, during the course of, uh, you know, getting that portion of my degree taken care of, I obviously had a lot of film classes, watched a lot of movies in, like, an auditorium with my other classmates. Um, And there was one, one course that I was in. I don't remember you know, whatever the, the name of the course was. But there were about 40 of us in it, which was a pretty big class. And it was always, it was once a week held at like 5 p.m. because, you know, we were going to end up watching, you know, two, three-hour movies, whatever it was. There needed to be nothing else like on your docket for the rest of the day. So I came into class um, one day and professor was like, today we're going to watch Children of Men. Um, oh, God. Spoilers for Children of Men. Um... I'll give a brief, just a brief backstory and hopefully that'll help make sense why I was like impacted, I guess. But essentially it's like a, a a near future post-apocalyptic film. Essentially every human being is like sterile. Like no one can have children. Like no more children have been born after like X date. And like the youngest person in the world was like a celebrity for being like the last child born and then he's killed. So there's just like, there's no one like under the age of whatever, like, 28 29 something like that like there's just no more babies being born humans are slowly dying off killing each other whatever it's a big big issue and um, Clive Owen is the star and he ends up in a situation where he's smuggling a woman trying to get her out of I think they're in London trying to get her out of England entirely um, somewhere else because she is pregnant the first pregnant person that's been found in the world. And like, obviously everyone is like trying to like secure her for themselves because this is a, a really big deal. And they're like, they want to, you know, do research. It's very like last of us. Like we're going to cut her brain open and we'll see what, uh, <laughs> if we can make more human babies or whatever. Um, So it kind of ends up becoming this, like this big, like road movie. Like they're trying to like, they're working with different like cells of people trying to like, you know, get this get this woman out. And there's a climactic point in the movie. She gives birth to the baby, which is um, obviously very harrowing because, like, they are not in a hospital. They are not in a good place to be bringing a child into the world. Um, and the next day, the apartment that they're in gets attacked by, like, the government. So there's this whole shootout between the rebels that are trying to you know, help Clive Owens' character, this woman and her baby, escape. Uh, And they're, you know, all fucking killing each other. It's, like, really just... It's terrifying, right? And the baby starts crying. And everyone hears this baby crying. And, like, again, like, no child has been born in the world for 20 years. Something crazy. And when they start hearing the baby cry, like, everyone just stops they stop shooting they stop fighting each other and they just kind of let this woman and clive like leave like they they let them just kind of walk out of the building and continue on their journey and like i'm sitting in this room with 40 people and this moment of of just silence and like awe and respect and I don't know like I don't know what it was but I just all of a sudden I was just like tears are just like streaming down my face like I'm all choked up and crying and like I was watching this when I was like 21 you know it's like I don't (laughs) think I even understood fully like the importance of like what was being portrayed but like it's just such a a sudden shift and such a like human moment like I don't know that like shattered me and I think about it regularly (laughs) and it's like I think it it fits very similarly to our discussion with everything everywhere all at once today because I feel like I was really caught off guard by that moment and then by the response I had to it and I had a very similar moment with this film so I think it's yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no it it, um I think it's, 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 it's just, it, it's whenever you watch or even play something that it's the moment that, like, it clearly clicks some, like, deep part of, like, your, like, being and humanity Mm -hmm. and, like, all these, like, things of, like, purpose and, like, kind of, like, the things that kind of, like, make your life kind of, like, enjoyable or whatever, just the things you've existed with. And when something touches so deep into that it's like you're just like oh oh my god like it's like it's just you become an unstoppable water fountain yeah i mean i I
1: really feel like it 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 really like reached in and like wrenched something in me and i just like i still don't fully understand like the response that i was having at that time or like why it hit so much like that but it's made me kind of scared to like go back and watch children of men which is a great movie there's like it's a that is a fantastic film but i just um it it hit me at a very like deep core and now i'm i'm uh i'm almost wary of it i'm i'm wary of it one because it was such a strong emotional response and two i'm i'm worried what if it doesn't happen again <laughs> you know like what if it doesn't. it doesn't hit the same way what does that say about me i don't know it's um
0: well part of it is like, and this goes into like another thing. It's like the first impression or the first yeah. time with something is going to be the most impacting. And like, you're going to have that moment because it's the, the first time you're ever experiencing it. With brand, this, brand new, brand new media. information. Yeah. That's true. That's so, true. So every time you watch it after you have that information again, so you can right. still be emotional by it. It's just, it's not, it's never going to hit as strongly as right. the first time. Um, oh. Because it's just, like, I brought up... a kind of brought up a thought of another movie. The Elton John biopic with Taron Egerton, Bucket mm-hmm. Man. I went and I when saw that. Uh, like, it was I think it was the year before the pandemic. And it has a similar thing. The last, like, ten minutes of that movie, there's, like, a few musical numbers that happen. But they're done in a style that's, like, very, like, just... It, it like, hits every, like, earned emotional beat of the movie. Mm. And, like... I was just like, I was blubbering and I was just like, so like into it. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I didn't expect this Elton John biopic to just destroy. (laughs) Why am I so
1: shattered right now? And it's just like, that's just, again, that's good, efficient filmmaking. They, they know how to, they know how to like, if they're doing a good job, they know how to earn those moments. And yeah, I feel like those moments are hitting me more often lately (laughs) i'm older and i'm more i'm more sensitive and now movies that i used to just like watch with a blank stare on my face i'm like oh my god so you know yeah i do i do feel like
0: the older you get you just get much more of a crybaby oh yeah i'm I'm a big old
1: softy it's fine
0: and not in crybaby in like a demeaning way just like everything becomes much more emotional
1: right crybaby Um, complimentary not crybaby derogatory Mm
0: mm-hmm yep not, not uh not truman Cryberry, crybaby crybaby
1: <laughs> <laughs> right goddamn fucking oppenheimer yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um no the uh the so we'll, we'll we'll quickly wrap this to go into the next the our our movie topic the, the, the meat day, of the
1: sandwich yeah the,
0: the yeah the meat and bones the the, but whatever the things, um, mm-hmm. the, yeah. yeah, good, good bleh, job. Bleh, 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 Carry bleh, on <laughs> podcasts recorded live recorded Not live in front of an audience though. <laughs> just uh,
1: live by real humans who make mistakes.
0: Yep. I have not seen children of men and I, it's been on my watch list forever. So I will watch it at some point. Sorry um, for the spoilers. It's not, I, I've, I w I would have stopped you, but I've seen a lot of that movie just through like exists existing
1: on the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it has a, 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 one shot in it that's been used quite a bit. So it's kind of yeah. like, uh,
1: it's a great one use, or two. There was a lot yeah. of work that went into that.
0: Well, it's like me seeing old boy the other day though. That's like one of the most famous ones known out there. So, right. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's, it's a good question. It really makes you think, I mean, I think it's good to have things that like impact you deeply, deeply like with my, my, partner i showed them the animated movie nimona that came out a few months ago Hmm. and there's there it's a there's a lot of trans allegory in it and there's a moment that happens and it just they just immediately started sobbing and i felt so like i was like oh yes i realized that this is how like this would have i should have kind of predicted that this probably would have hit you this way and Mm -hmm. i but i was like i was like this is also a good thing because it means that like you like fully engaged and let this like reach in and like touch a deep part of you. So it's like, that's what I go to movies and watch movies for is right. to have that, like that inner finding that like inner connection with everything.
1: Me too. I've seen, cl- I've seen clips of that. I, wa- I think I watched like half of that. It was just like on somewhere where I was at. I need to give that a, a full watch because Nimona was from what I saw of it. Very good.
0: It is very good. It's actually <laughs> extremely based, as they would say. Extremely
1: based, as the, as the kids say.
0: And it's another animated movie, so, like, we just love talking about animated movies in general. You know, uh, it's really
1: funny how we've just fallen into a niche on accident, isn't it?
0: Yeah, we, we either t- we either talk about uh, uh, animated movies or kind of, like, we so far we've talked about Japanese or Asian American movies. Right. <laughs> like, we can't... How did we, we end we, up here?
1: We, you know, good for us.
0: <laughs> good, good for us. Um, fine. We, we will talk about, uh, we'll talk about a Michael Bay movie next time.
1: All right. Got to, got to appeal to <laughs> a different demographic.
0: Wait, did, did Michael Bay do an A24 film that we can promote? How did, yeah. How was
1: ambulance made? I don't know.
0: <laughs> A24. A24's A24 ambulance. ambulance. Yeah. Willem will will Defoe is the ambulance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. All right. I think it's time for us to dive in and talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. They don't know you and I are in this universe yet, so hopefully I'll have some time to explain. I'm not your husband, and he's not the one you know. I'm another version of him from another life path, another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today, and time to help you. There's a great evil that has taken root in my world and it's begun spreading its chaos throughout the many verses. I've spent years searching for the one who might be able to match this great evil with an even greater good and bring back balance. All those years of searching have brought me here, to this universe, to you. I know it's a lot to take in right now. Got to
0: Mrs. Wang! Hello! Look, I'm sure you have a lot on your mind, but I cannot imagine anything mattering more than the conversation we are now having concerning your tax liability. Everything, everywhere, all at once was released on April eighth, two thousand twenty-two. The movie grossed one hundred forty-one million dollars at the box office with a budget of twenty-five million dollars. Directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, aka the Daniels, the movie went on to win seven. Uh, the movie went on to win seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture. So, uh, yeah, this movie's really good, <laughs> and a lot of people agreed this movie's really good.
1: It's true. Um, uh, and also, I'm just gonna get it out of the way right now. Spoiler warning for everything everywhere all at once. You you should know the you should know the drill by now. It's episode 6. But
0: you should know the drill and you like you probably have seen this movie by this point because it won best picture or whatever your friends said go see this movie. But I do think if you've somehow avoided it, you do have to you should go in blind because it's the best way to watch this yeah, thing. If you're if you're um,
1: if you're like me and you've put it off for whatever reason, uh do stop that. I'm, I'm making eye contact with you through my microphone right now stop that stop That's listening right now go put it go put this in your blu-ray player go pick it up for like 10 bucks at target or whatever it's worth it
0: <laughs> it is um but yeah this uh i have a kind of a funny uh story with this before actually seeing it that i want to get out of the way please uh th- so this came out april 2022 I was looking forward to this movie, but I didn't see any advertising, any like trailers, nothing because this is in an era where I was trying to just avoid every movie trailer possible mm-hmm. for everything because I was tired of having trailers just give me an idea of things and then I would you know preemptively start writing the movie in my head or expect start expecting things. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to go on blind and I it was the day before the movie came out that I went to go see uh, a re-showing of the movie Star Trek First Contact in theaters. And at the theater, the trailer, at the trailers before the movie started, they had an Everything, Everyone, All Once oh, trailer. No. So I saw a trailer of the movie, and I'm like, I'm seeing it tomorrow. And I was so close I to getting so away good. with it. <laughs> I did so good. But I, I kind of blinked out the trailer. I just was like, all right, just try and like not focus on the trailer and just mentally shut off whatever you're seeing. But I was like, ah, I was so close.
1: Um, (laughs) fully like fully, fully like no, like I was almost in with no information about it. Should just put your earmuffs on.
0: Yeah. Um, but no, the, I, I was just like, I want to just start experiencing things without having to see like stuff about it. Mm -hmm. I can just go in and luckily I, I, I did get to go in pretty blind. And I mean, when I saw it, I was just like, Holy shit! This is like, this is insane levels of like creativity and storytelling all wrapped into one. Just it the is pl- so good. all
1: the planning. I mean, just look at the set dressing in this film, and they thought about a lot and they tied a lot of things together. That I need to just I need to watch it again. Uh, it's it's really a force of like creative thought out filmmaking.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think at the end of the day, what like most people will take away from this movie is the the main characters and the performances with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the multiverse stuff that they do in this movie is the some of the most creative multiverse ideas I've seen mm-hmm. put to the screen. And we have the Spider Verse movies that are ob- obviously very good as well. And we have clearly an influx of Big, budgeted stuff trying to do multiverse now because they're trying to be like, well, everyone wants to do multiverse stuff and we should do all these crazy things and get all these old actors to come back or recreate them with CGI so we can make a bunch of money to get butts and seats. Right. Farming farming
1: nostalgia and whatever else we can do.
0: Yet this movie makes a completely original story with it and it is the most emotionally impacting... Thing I've seen in a long while. I feel like it, it it
1: leverages the multiverse story in a way that is like more than just like popcorn fare. I mean, it's like, oh, man, man.
0: Hey, d- hey, did you cry during
1: this movie? I did. And and yeah, and I and, and the re- and the reason the reason I had to write the prompt is because like here's the deal: everything, everywhere, all at once is pretty damn funny. Like, there's a, there's a very good, like, comedic bend in it. it. The action choreography is amazing. The stunt work is fantastically well done. It's just a good creative science fiction story. It's a fantastic, like, immigrant story. There's a lot going into it, but the emotional hit just... I felt like someone hit me in the head with a baseball bat because it, it it's so earned, but it's still kind of, like... I feel like it still kind of comes out of nowhere in in some way, you know? And uh, are we gonna talk about it right now? Because here's the deal. The be kind <laughs> the be kind monologue is what absolutely destroyed me. And I may even link to just that monologue in the description of this somewhere because uh, it I <laughs> I was just I just had tears streaming down my face because i felt so personally like seen by that characterization like i just i felt like i was like holy shit this is me like i related to wayman so hard in that moment of like i'm just trying to be like a kind person i just want to be nice and like isn't that enough isn't that well isn't that kind of like what the 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 point is you know um and i don't know like i I went i went and watched the monologue the next day at work huge mistake to do that at the office (laughs) like literally just like watch like the two and a half minute monologue and i was like i wonder if this will still affect me this day but like (laughs) like, (laughs) closing the closing the shades in my office you know yeah,
0: the um, <laughs> the the thing for me is w- why this scene works so well is because it's not just a monologue of just like one of his realities, like mm-hmm. talking about it. It's cross between all of the like different multiverses you've experienced throughout the story so far, and the main like the main two you're flipping between is the uh, like Hollywood kind of like uh, scene of just they're out in the, the alleyway and they're clearly were set. They, they live separate lives because they, in this reality, they were never together. Mm-hmm. And then the main reality that we've been following is their, their husband and wife, but they're on the brink of divorce. Um, and their relationships are pretty strained. They're poor
1: and, and they're stressed. And in this Hollywood world, they're both rich and successful, but separate.
0: It, so this, the sequence is just, constantly cut back and forth between these two essentially monologues of the same character, just in different realities, which is one is you need like kindness is like, we we all are going through our daily lives and we don't know what's going on and we're all hurting or stressed in our own ways so isn't the best thing to do is to be kind and it matches so well with everything you see in the movie is just like these characters essentially like doing crazy stuff and trying to like just kind of like get through and fight to survive and it's just they're doing all these wacky wild things and then This is like, well, why don't we stop fighting each other and we just find a peaceful resolution? Because at the end of the day, we're all just trying to make it through. And then the other monologue you're dealing with at interlude at the same time is essentially this person who has been hurt several times throughout his life and been rejected. But he uses that kindness that he's always presented in his life as a as a tool and an instrument to get through and like succeed through life and get through the day. And it's this, both of those worlds colliding are so effective because it's essentially like life can give you a shitty hand, but you can still like, that doesn't mean like you have to give in and be a dick to other people and have have to treat the world cold. Like you can still just enter the world with kindness and try your best. And the fact that, visually what has happened in this moment is the be kind monologue wayman just got stabbed by his wife with a piece of glass Mm -hmm. and is just wanting everyone to stop and take a moment is so like emotionally effective and it just hits so well and the monologue is written so beautifully and it's just performed so wonderfully and it's in english
1: and it's in cantonese and it's Swapping between all of this also like hollywood like Hollywood Waymond and Evelyn is just literally like a one to one one car y film, so yes it's yes. gorgeous it's gorgeous. <laughs>
0: I, I was I was gonna talk about I was gonna talk about this because this movie was the thing that made me go, I wanna start watching a lot more foreign films. And Wong Car Wai was one of the first things that came up, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna watch his entire filmography. And after watching his entire filmography and then watching this again, because I watched I just rewatched Everything Every while once last week to refresh myself. And when it got to all these sequences, I'm like, this is a Juan Kar Wai movie within this like movie, and this is like the most emotionally devastating thing for me right
1: now. Mm-hmm. It's such a oh. good homage, but okay. Before before we move away from this from, <laughs> from the uh, the the be kind speech, and you probably have more to say about it too. Something that I think is so, it's these like human moments, right? And it's like getting at like what the actual, what is the actual point of like being a human? And like, there's this conflict that Evelyn has because she's very she's a very driven person there's a lot of things that she wants to do and i feel like she she has a lot of angst in her life because the like main evelyn that we know and follow you know is not successful you know she's running a laundromat and like she she sees these other universes of herself where like you know she is famous she is powerful she is capable and all these things and like and in this in this hollywood reality that they're in you know wayman still comes to this point where he's He's like, yeah, we are really successful, but like, I would have given anything just to like do laundry and taxes with you. And it. Ah! ah yeah! Ah,
0: yeah, ah. yeah! 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 Let the emotions in. Ooh. Let the emotions in, Zwookie. Um. No, the, the, in another life I would have loved, I would have done laundry, would have loved, I would have really liked to do laundry and text with you is probably the most, I think it's the line that sticks with the most people in this movie. It's, it's, it's the, the pure moment of just like, we don't need to have
1: all this other shit. Yeah, Yeah.
0: we don't, we don't need to be successful and have all this money. We just need each other. Cause like at the end of the day, isn't that what it's all about is just having people to be around and like being happy and it's like it works so well for everything we know about Waymond up to this point in the mm. movie. And that's why I have been saying this for over a year is like I think Waymond is probably one of the best written male characters for the screen, like ever. Yeah. Because I have never seen a character that has such vulnerability, but presents it in such a like believable way mm-hmm. that like that there is still like a real person. And it, it is just like so touching to see that put like a male performance like that and a male character put, put like that on the screen where it's not they're like a super like uh, just masculine like tough person or they're not like super wimpy. They just right. have like they they have a lot of like elements that are feel really real and tangible. Mm-hmm. And I, I think everything about this movie works in the element that like all of it serves it's like central story and characters and it never abandons it. Like it goes pretty wild and crazy, but it's all contained to what those characters are going through and what they're like, the, that main story has to go through. It never escapes that story for other wild things. It's all contained really well. Right. Um, and that's why it's like, I think this movie touched a lot of people because it was not only visually stimulated in a way that we hadn't seen movies in a while mm-hmm. and it's not like just purely creative in every like department it's the fact that the story is very relatable for a lot of people and like we're we we might only do this for audio only but we're two white guys so yeah. we can't necessarily speak to everything I can't I, I
1: can't I can't speak to the immigrant experience um I can't, but you know,
0: <laughs> the, like seeing more stories outside of
1: just people that us, look like us, <laughs> people
0: that look like us is really good for the industry and really mm-hmm. good for just anyone and anywhere because it's, it, it, it helps put perspective on a lot of things and it helps inclusify people and it helps like things makes sense a little bit more. Right. And I think it's Um, also, I
1: mean, there's, there's so much universality in it that it's like, I I think, I think it can, it kind of helps level the playing field as well of like, yeah, everyone has like struggles, like being a good parent. Everyone has struggles, like relating to their family. Everyone has struggles, like fitting in to the world, you know? And it's just, it's, it's really helpful to see that portrayed by people who are living a very similar life, but it's also like different in a lot of like really deep and like meaningful ways. And like every, every scene that like takes place in the laundromat, I think is, is just a really like telling experience of, well,
0: i i think uh one thing i really like about this movie is that the first 10 minutes is essentially like a prologue mm-hmm. where it sets up all the laundromat stuff it sets up all the character dynamics like oh we gotta like figure out our taxes up oh, there's the divorce thing introduced there's joy and her girlfriend and like uh evelyn Ga- and, Ga- 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 and gong gong, yeah. and, gong right. and like like there, there's all these elements and story beats set up googly eyes all this stuff just like perfectly established and not so hit over the head, but all the things are like, all the seeds are planted. Right. And then, and then it, and then it has her sitting at the table, all the tax information and it says part one, everything. So like, you know, like what you just witnessed was essentially like the before part one, that prologue B. So then, everything happens and that's where you get into the you essentially get the multiverse setup you kind of get the more like funny i think right. part one is the the funny chapter of the Absolutely. movie where, like, the like pseudo terminator
1: the- storyline and like yeah
0: <laughs> yeah like like wayman eating like uh alpha wayman eating the the chapstick oh and then going God. full like just just full uh like jackie chan uh feature of just like martial artist and just crazy like cinematography and capture like everything's captured Insane, really well insanely
1: good stunts
0: yeah really um, and really like, good
1: coordination there. just freely well, from a and, filmmaking standpoint like it's it's nicely done like you know that the stunt coordinator was on set and maybe even behind the camera during a lot of well that. And,
0: and it's great when you have michelle yo and kihoi kwan who are both like experienced veterans with these type of things right like they're both they had a long like long career behind in front of the camera of like doing this type of Martial stuff so, arts like
1: films and yeah
0: yeah um so it, it really works here because like they know what they're doing so you know it like when you capture that in camera it feels much more again tangible where like right. every, everything's happening and you're it's very engaging and exciting so part one i think is very funny i think like the butt plug stuff is really funny yeah uh uh Jenny Slate using her dog as a like a weapon is mm-hmm. like I love I actually this brings up thing I love when movies uh purposely switch out real things with like puppets and, and you it know just look puppet. and it just
1: looks <laughs> shitty like on purpose like, yeah
0: <laughs> I think that works so well for things like this because it's like yeah we don't like you can either make a gross CGI blob or you could make it a puppet. And I think the puppet is better because it's like it's just committing to it that like right. <laughs> that, that's what you're doing. Because like she's just feeding the dog. It's like you know it's a puppet, and you're glad it's a puppet. But right. it's just like you see it go fling, and you're just like that's hilarious. It makes
1: it a lot like, funnier because I think yeah, to your point, if they if they had done like a CG dog, then it's like this is kind of like sad. Yeah. Like um, this doesn't this doesn't land as funny.
0: <laughs> and then uh, like they even set up like the. The raccoonie stuff. Oh my and god!
1: They, they have <laughs> oh my all, god!
0: <laughs> they have all like the jokes of like ev- the way people have to get their multiverse abilities is by mm-hmm. doing weird actions, and you get like people who are like putting their butt on a photocopier, like licking a lamp, like uh, e- eating
1: chapstick. Um, there's like
0: I think I know like one guy fucks one lamp. of them. One guy fucks a lamp. Yeah, and then there's like the butt plug, like sticking the the thing up the ass, mm-hmm. um, and then doing a whole fight and, with a
1: trophy hanging out your ass. Yeah, <laughs> yes,
0: it, it, it's like, um, all of that works because those things have been like they're all earned because they're all established appropriately. Mm-hmm. Like the rule, the rules are laid out. And once you know the rules, everything follows those rules. They never break the rules. Right. So like once you, it makes everything so much like, oh, I know what they're doing. Oh, I know what's going to happen. Oh my God. Like, ugh. right. It's um, just like, ugh. the, paper, like, cuts.
1: the uh, paper cuts, the fucking paper cuts,
0: the paper cuts is the worst one because you're just like, you're like, no, no, something else, please. Like, I, no,
1: <laughs> no one wants this. Yeah. I
0: also like that they, the way they do it is they do it in like a very flashy cinematic style of him trying to get the paper cuts mm-hmm. where it's like the like just the way it's filmed is very like um everything is
1: hanging on it and it's so it, bizarre
0: it kind of has that like Edgar Wright like Scott Pilgrim stylization mm-hmm. to it um yeah I th- I think just every element of part one is set up and paid off so well and it has like all these like good punchlines to him and you feel very like engaged and you feel like, Oh, this is really funny and I'm having a good time. And even like when Jobu Topaki shows up, who is uh, a multiverse version of Evelyn's daughter, joy. It's like the first thing she does is blow up a cop's head. And then uh, she beats a security officer with two giant dildos. It's like, it's all these ridiculous things that it's- are just like, it's
1: so, it gets so crazy and, and yet it's, it both works by being funny and absolutely horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, turns the man into confetti. It's just like, that's a hell of a yeah. way to go.
0: <laughs> the, the confetti thing is such interesting. Cause it's like, there's that part of me. It's like, now did he explode into confetti or did he like all of him, himself turn into a, like, confetti. Yeah. The confetti, deeper it goes, like,
1: the worse it is.
0: Also the, the guy who gets like the the wrestling move like flipped and neck smash, you're just like mm-hmm.
1: ah, it ah. like it that that hallway scene ramps up very quickly <clears throat> and you're just like and you're seeing it through like normal Evelyn's eyes, like you're watching like <coughs> this scary version of your daughter just absolutely merc dudes in the <clears> throat> throat> scariest way. <laughs> you're Juju Chibuti. Juju Chibuti, <laughs> yeah. and Um, the rack we need rack like rack oh yeah i i
0: I also do like like uh the the line it's like it's like you're the reason why my daughter got a tattoo and why she never calls and you're the reason why she's gay and why she she thinks she's she's gay gay yeah and 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 she just stops like wait, wait wait wait. you're 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 held up you're you're still held up in this universe that your daughter likes girls in this universe it's Mm -hmm. like it's just It's like, hold up, hold up. I might be like an interdimensional, like multiversal being of like infinite power, but like, hold up,
1: hold up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's like, this is uh, what you're still going to focus on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, but the going, the Rakakuni thing. So do you know that it's voiced by Randy Newman? I
1: did know that, which is so
0: incredible. But it's the, one of the best lines is just like the, when she walks in on Rekakuni for the first time and it's like, don't tell anyone. It's like, she's seen too much. Get her. Get her. Starts like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, also like how every, like, um, multiverse thing is like match cut into the combat, like the choreography, mm-hmm. fighting, like when it's like the the spinning of the egg, um, and then like throwing throwing it and like all these like other like punches and everything. Like when she cuts into an all- another universe of her getting punched in the face, it's like everything has this like grandiose feel when yeah, any, like it when any impact happens.
1: It's such it's uh. such a good snappy way to edit, and it keeps everything interconnected and who who edited this film who was the editor Uh, on this
0: he edited all in adobe premiere i i heard that the the timeline is absolutely disgusting for some people but i think
1: it's great i need to i need to look up the time yep oh Oh. paul rogers paul rogers Rogers, is the editor on this
0: i i i I made this (laughs) you
1: could have been it could have been you
0: it could have been me
1: it should have been me
0: Um, no, like the, the image he uploaded of like his timeline for the movie is like, it's like the, the edit where it's just like, everything's just sitting on top of each other. There's all these little like cuts and like sound things all just like put as one on like, like 20 different layers. And I'm like, Oh my
1: Christ. I'm looking up a picture of this right now. Oh, Oh
0: man. I, I give him I give him so much credit for that's like how he edit that edited this movie because it's like most of you would look at it and go, no.
1: He just like me for real. This is yeah. um honestly, I'm even more impressed.
0: <laughs> also, the the VFX team is like I think it's like four people who just did, filmed most of it in a closet. Mm-hmm. They just they Just did some very clever things just to, like, put a green screen and, like, a few things and just, like, they got
1: it all done. This is such a... It's such a scrappy film. It really is. And I think, like... But
0: it feels so high production.
1: It does! It really, it really, really does. Like, it... Good, good job to everyone that (laughs) made this shit. They made it for $14 million. Like...
0: Well, I said in the intro thing, it was a budget of twenty-five million. So, oh, for, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's
1: estimated fourteen to twenty-five. Marketing's probably a big it, chunk of that too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just going off what we said earlier. Right. So like if you, when I go into the editing booth later,
1: I, you know, right. Can't have me j- retconning j- you. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> here, here's the deal. Like eleven million dollars here or there doesn't make a difference in the topic of producing a film <laughs> that is that is monopoly money um yeah but i yeah i gotta say so here so this is this might make you mad um but because i saw this 14 months after release i saw this after oscar season i saw this after all of the hype died down it's kind of it, i think it's sort of interesting because like viewing this removed from all of the hype um, I can, I can confirm exiting from my vacuum that like it is worth all of the hype. This is like, this feels like it's ushering in like a different generation and style of filmmaking. Like it really, it did a lot of, th- it did a lot of things that kind of like subverts what a lot of modern movie making is. A lot of it was done for real. It's, you know a diverse cast it's a it's a it's a different type of storytelling like i kind of like how i said when we were talking about across spider-verse i'm just like i feel like this is just a really important film and i don't put a ton of stock into like award season a lot of the time because we know that there's all sorts of like weird inside baseball that goes on but i really feel like this that this one being so heavily recognized is a little different you know yeah
0: um, it, it was it was one of those movies that when it came out, I'm like, if this doesn't get nominated, I'm gonna be pretty upset because like all this, credibility
1: like, would be gone from the academy. Yeah, is
0: really and how then it feels. and then when the nominations came out, I'm like, I'm like this like I was pretty confident. I'm like this has like this has to win compared to everything else. Like the this, this is clearly like this should be the movie to win, mm-hmm. and it did, and it did like it, and it not only just like won one award or two awards it won like almost everything was not yeah Yeah, it it was nominated for
1: 11 and won seven like that's huge
0: yeah um and the thing is is like it it deserves it all now the only the the only questionable thing is that jamie lee curtis and stephanie sue who were were both in the movie and got nominated for supporting actress stephanie sue should have won for playing joy but for some reason jamie lee curtis won for her character which was like one of those moments where i'm like jamie lee curtis is not bad in this movie she's very good in the movie but she's quite like, good
1: in this movie but she's not she like she doesn't carry stephanie the heart Hsu of this thing has yeah. so
0: much of the heart of this movie and like it felt really weird that like oh here's michelle yogan and Oscar here's keith Kwan getting an Oscar, but then it's like
1: here's Jamie Lee Curtis getting an Oscar. Like,
0: yeah, like it was one of those weird, like it's not that Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't deserve an Oscar, and like it's not saying that her performance is not worthy of an Oscar in a way, but like it's just like it feels weird when you watch the movie, like, why was she winning this one? Right.
1: The optics were a little a little strange on that one. And I'd actually kind of forgotten about that when I was watching the film i mean it's like yes deidre's character is important but like joy is everything in this like it's yeah it's a mother-daughter story first (laughs) you know like
0: and uh, where we can't really speak to this is like uh, one of the big things about this movie is that it deals with generational trauma which Mm is like i for a lot of like for, for a lot of Asian filmmaking, unfortunately it feels like a lot of American Asian filmmaking has to have, uh, like generational trauma as one of the core beats. And I can understand cause I have seen complete. That's like the one complaint I've seen that this movie is like, Oh great. It's another movie about generate like Asian generational trauma, which I totally like, I, even though I don't under fully understand, I can respect the fact that some might not like care for this movie as much because of that, because yeah. it's like, this isn't our only story we have to tell. Right. And I can totally get that. Um, It's just that like, there's a lot of, there's also a lot within that community that thinks this is one of the best representations we've ever had on the screen for us. So it's like, like it's not saying it's a bad movie. It's just like, there is clearly like, that is probably the one critique is that it's another generational trauma story. I mean,
1: and that, and that's, and that's fair. And it's, it's, I think it's, it's tricky because I feel like Asian filmmakers haven't had a lot of opportunities to be, telling their stories in Mm -hmm. hollywood and on one hand it's like yeah we live a full human experience as well like maybe there are some other things that we would like to tell stories about but also like you know you want to get your film made and i think this is a lot of this is a, a big thing especially for like first generation immigrants to be unpacking you know like it may be another story about it but it's also like it's it's a big deal. And I think I really like how, I think something that was unique about this was having Gong Gong's character in it. And also, I love James Hong so much. Yeah, Um, he's great. I've always loved James Hong. But to have him in here and then to have like, to see exactly like laid out, like how much Evelyn's character changed from the experience she had growing up under gong gong and then seeing how much joy's character changes from you know growing up under evelyn and it's like it is this this total shift of like you're always trying to do better and you're always trying to do different you're always hoping that your kids are going to be better and different than you but it can also be really confronting when they are (laughs) yeah and (sighs) It, while it's like it's a unique it's a unique story like this this type of generational trauma is unique i think that there is also like a universal thread between that you know i think we're all we're all coping no matter how good our relationship with our parents is and no matter how good their relationship with our grandparents is there's always going to be that friction point point. and i think that's part of like what makes this so workable there's so much that i can't relate to you know yeah. as like a, as a but, white dude i can understand and appreciate but it's not like that's not my story right and i don't but I, need I, it to be
0: <laughs> but but i think what's so effective about this movie is that like there is that element that we can't directly relate to but there's so much in the movie that anyone can relate mm-hmm. to that's just so universally known um and i think like it's just interesting to see like so much of this core like of the the story of this the core of this story is just about like acceptance and love and being enough. Mm-hmm. And like, it's great that like when every character finds that for themselves or like at least gets that message reintroduced into their like perspective mm-hmm. because like it, it's just like Evelyn, the whole movie is essentially just like going off of the fact that it's like, well, I got to get this done because like we have all these thing responsibilities and we can't like, and like I'm going to live in my like kind of safe little bubble of like everything I'm doing because it all has to work this way and this is how it's always worked and this is how I've always got things done. And so like when anything new is brought up, she tr- tries to reject it. She's very resistant. She, yeah. Yeah. Cause like one of the funniest things is like, is the, the the splits between uh alpha wayman trying to explain like the the, f- the collapse of the multiverse and this omega threat and then deidre trying to explain why the tax this tax audit is so important mm-hmm. and it's like these two like critical things that it's just like it's like can you come back next week with this whole like multiverse stuff i'm i'm trying to get
1: my taxes done yeah right like, like i'm trying i'm, you're, I'm you're working like, on something more important right now yeah, like and, she's so and, she's so caught up in this like tunnel vision of yeah what she thinks life is like supposed to be. And. Oh.
0: Yeah. The intercutting
1: intercutting is, is, is so. And I think, I think we, I think that's kind of relatable. Like how often, you know, I won't, I can't speak for you, but how often do I get caught up just like trying to make it through the day to day that I'm not like coming up for air and kind of like seeing the forest for the trees, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't need the, I don't need the fate of the, the, you know, the multiverse to be hanging in the balance, but like, sometimes it would be good to like have things back in perspective.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I kind of like going back to what we're saying with, uh, the whole part one thing is i think part one ha- does a great job of like continuing all the threads set up from the from the prologue and i think it, it it's really funny and it does a great job of explaining all the rules of the multiverse mm-hmm. in a way that's very like it original and exciting and like again the whole like rules are like you have to do something weird to get your your multiverse like reality powers is all like really fun and it just always makes everything feel like something crazier could happen next because like the, the movie has introduced these rules that like anything is possible type of mm-hmm. way. Um, cause like when you see the hot dog finger world, it's like, yes, that is really weird. But the movie has made it so like normal in a way where it's like, yes, I, I can like, I understand like why the, like, this doesn't feel so left out of left field where I'm like, I I'm not following this movie anymore. Right. It's like, of
1: course there's a, there's a a universe where we have hot dogs for fingers.
0: (laughs) I I do love that ketchup and mustard comes out of, Oh my
1: God. It's
0: it's like, Oh,
1: such a revolt. So revolting to like watch. Like, it's like so unsettling, but it's also just like, all right.
0: (laughs) But it actually does go back. the, one of the things on a rewatch, what I love is like, when you look at the prologue, like you see this, like the, the musical, like, Romance mm-hmm. thing on the TV and it comes back again. So, all these things are set up clearly in this 10 minute prologue that, like, if you really pay attention, they all come back full circle in this movie. Um, but I think the uh, like, you get through part one and it's all this kind of like hyperactive, really awesome choreography, crazy things are happening. It's just a really good time, yeah, with some really like interesting plot beats, but then essentially, uh, like the main Evelyn we're following starts splitting the pot too much, going into too many multiverse selves, throws up and like pretty much throws up all our internal likes internals and just goes on. I'm, you know, I'm done. (laughs) I'm, I'm dead. Yeah. And then you get the, the fake credit roll, uh, where I love, I kind of love when movies do this with the Mm -hmm. whole, like the end and people are kind of like with the, the (laughs) like what? Um, but then it like zooms out and she's like back in like the Hollywood reality and mm-hmm. like going through that. And it's like watching a screening she-
1: and it just pulls you right back into this like new reality. Yeah.
0: And then you essentially are entering part two where she's now become like a full multiversal being with Jobu, T- Jobu Topaki or joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I think part two titled everywhere is where. All of the emotional payoff of this movie comes from like yeah. every, like every serious plot B is then fully explored in such a like intimate and like just heartbreaking way because Joy's whole like existence is essentially like I'm not good enough, so I've removed all form of like feeling mm-hmm. because it's become it's com-
1: complete nihilism of just, yeah. I just don't care because it's, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. and I think we've all felt and, that, but not on such a grand scale.
0: <laughs> yep. And it's like, I love the representation of like the, the, the bagel or it's just like, it's like I put everything on a bagel. Like I put my assignments on, you know, SAT scores, like old photos, like all this stuff. Like I just put every, and it's like this representation of just like put all your fears, worries, pain, happiness, joy, whatever. And just like put them away and you realize that like nothing matters is like, it's like, I think a lot of us at some point in our life has felt that kind of complete, like, Sh- like shredding all like hope and hopelessness and just mm-hmm. kind of feeling like an empty husk um and so a lot of the second part of the movie is just
1: pretty bleak
0: <laughs> For pretty bleak and I mean Joy's doing a pretty good job of convincing Evelyn that like this is what it's like and Evelyn kind of starts following that path mm-hmm. and this where we kind of wrap back into what we started talking about of the, um we got, got to the movie was just like Waymond as a character is like the center of like all good and like kindness right. and is the, the beacon to bring Evelyn and joy back to like a, a form of reality where it's like, but even if everything is shitty, why can't we just enjoy our time together on this shitty place?
1: Right. It, it, it works. He works so well as just like a, a single beacon or like a, a cure for it. And to already have it kind of like dabbled throughout and it's it's so it's so sad like watching in the beginning like how like derided and like disrespected he is for just trying yeah. to put like a little bit of joy into the world a little bit of like mirth and happiness and just like connecting with of, people even when it's like you what, know one
0: of the be- one of the best like things is like it's like oh, i put google eyes on the on the laundry because they look sad so i thought they'd be happy look they're happy now and you're right. like that's so adorable it's, and it's so like cute that, and then like there's the person who's like trying to get their uh change at the like the change machine and he just starts dancing with them it's like he's just like he's just vibing and enjoying like what like what what he he has has in front of yeah
1: and like Uh. it's such a there's there's so much that you can like learn and see from that and like and also the fact like i mean diving back like into the monologue it's like he he also recognizes um that like people don't respect him for it he's like you think you think I'm weak because yeah. I try to live my life like this and he's like this 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 is my way to survive this is how I fight like, this is how I fight yeah and that
0: that ugh. that line of like the this is how I fight was like the thing that definitely like broke me oh yeah it's just <laughs> it's just so it's like oh my god like it, it's such a moment of recognition for myself because it's like that is the way I have handled a lot of things in life has mm-hmm. been through that type of mentality. And I'm like, just to see that put on the screen, it was like, ugh.
1: Yeah, ugh. that's that's when it was like, <laughs> that speech hit me in like, it brought out like an involuntary emotional reaction. Like I'm just sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I'm like, damn, I can't see so good right now. And it's because like, yeah, your eyes are blurry with tears, dog. Like you're, it it pulled Something out of me And just like I've never felt Like This type of Way of being Has ever been Shown <laughs>
0: Before Yeah And And it definitely not shown With a male character
1: No uh, No Yeah And I can't say words right now Cause I'm just like <laughs> You know um. <laughs> well, <sighs>
0: I this is like this is like when it when it, when, it, when it gets when it gets said this is like why I wanted to do like the podcast and why like right. I think like like media like media is so important. This is like why I watch movies is because like you will find things from different people who create something that relates and touches you so like um, like deeply and like right at the center of yourself that like having that type of connection, even if it completely destroys you in a way where you just start sobbing is like, that's what helps you like ground yourself for the next day. Right. It's the thing where it's like, it helps you like have a better tomorrow because you feel like you've been seen.
1: Right. It's, I think it's really amazing because like not everyone is going to, not everyone connects with, media in like in the same way and not everyone's going to have a, a same response but I think what's so special about it is when someone does like I didn't like I didn't know that you identified with with like the be kind speech in the in the same way I can't say that I'm surprised but it's also <laughs> like there's something so gratifying about that that you know like a bunch of people sitting in a writer's room you know however many years ago came up with this and it made it into a film and us and many people have gone and seen it and have also connected with it. And there's just, to me, it's just, it's amazing. I think it even, it just like, it speaks, it speaks to the point of the film, you know, of like, we can all, we're all living our own in our own universe in a lot of ways. And just to have that, a shared connection. That's why I love this kind of stuff. It yep. totally is. It's like sitting in a dark room with a bunch of strangers and you're, you're all experiencing the same thing at the same time and you're going to interpret it differently, but it's also like you're all there and there's yep. that, like togetherness. And this is why, even though I hadn't for a long time going to the theater is important.
0: <laughs> it, it It is very important. And I mean, even if you don't get to catch it in the theater, just like stuff like this is important to see because it's just, it's good to like, experience something and then find someone who's also like watched it and or played it or whatever, and like talk to them about it because then you get their perspective on it. Um, because like one of the other, like, like crucial, like emotional moments of this movie. And it's like how bold, like if this, you would never see this in like a $200 million movie is the one of the biggest scenes, of the movie is completely silent and it's mm-hmm. two rocks sitting on a cliff with subtitles with no like dialogue spoken. It just text on the screen and it's joy and Evelyn in their rock form and their rock about. in the rock
1: universe. And yeah. that scene was supposed to have voiceover before and Michelle, yo 70 Sue were like, no, it shouldn't. They were like, we want less lines because it will be more impactful if it's silent. And I agree. It was a good well, call. I, I
0: think it's a good call, especially because at that moment is the joy is essentially telling Evelyn that like the univ- we like, this is our perspective of the universe and it keeps growing by the next big discovery we find, mm-hmm. And it makes us feel more insignificant and more shitty. And like, this is like how all this works. And essentially it sets up this whole like perspective of like, Evelyn is starting to understand why Joy is feeling this way and how she Joy might be right. And, like, that's how, like, the view is of the world. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that scene works so well silently is because once the be-kind speech happens, Evelyn starts fighting off everyone with kindness right. rather than, like, any form of violence or, like, just, you know... any Just using... The idea of like bringing like happiness to people or like finding like things to like appe- like make pe- people feel at peace was like the better way to uh, fight that situation. The, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is like the rock scene comes back and she turns around and it's like. She starts moving closer to Joy. It's like, you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be moving. You're a rock. And it's like and then turns around. (laughs) And then and then the googly eyes are on the rock. And it's like, there are no rules. And it's like, I'm coming to get you. And it's like, because it's silent and it's just text boxes, it works so well because it it's like it makes sense like yeah because rocks wouldn't be able to talk like have like voice lines mm-hmm. so like this 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 feels like the interpretation we're seeing of the scene is like these text bubbles um and it, it just works so well and it's like that's that's the thing is like the the final fight fight sequences of the movie are essentially like how about Instead of fighting all you, we, we we make up any wrongdoings or we, like, find something that, like, that's we, what you like doing and that's right. what you want. We find the um, solution
1: that's causing you, like, unhappiness, that's making yeah. you feel like things don't matter or that you have to act a certain way. When in reality, it's like you kind of just you need someone to, like, be there and see you and connect with you and realize what you need and like, yeah. you know, in the film, she then also provides all of the things that these people need. But that's not like not everyone can do that. But I think there's still a, a point of like, as she's, you know, fighting and putting that in scare quote, she's fighting through this like stairwell of henchmen. Um, she really is just like seeing them for like who they are and kind of like fulfilling that that kind of like deep ache that I think a lot of us have of like not not feeling like well, rec- recognized or not feeling um you know like what we want or need matters well, and, and i think that's so, just cool
0: and something that i enjoy about that sequence is that it's not like the solution she's giving are like these grand like oh here's a Mm-mm. billion dollars or here's a house or here's like like the the first people she's like she gets like the two people to kiss clearly like they're it's like the idea of like oh they either getting married or whatever. But right. The next person is like, "Oh, just spinal alignment." It's like, "Oh, like your physical health makes you like make you feel better." And then there's like right. someone who gets like, "Oh, after like a bunch of them like it, you know, put down. It's like one has just like a puppy, one has a cookie, one has all it's just like simple things that right. are like like that can bring joy." And like that's the whole like her daughter's name is joy. So it's like, let me bring joy into your mm-hmm. life. Like it's, it, that's definitely part of like what's been right. hit over the head there. And it doesn't, and um, it doesn't
1: have to. And the, and I think, yeah, like to your point, it's, it's amazing. Cause it doesn't have to be this like grand thing. It doesn't have to, you don't yeah. have to solve all of your problems. I feel like that would undo the, yeah. the meaning of the film. Cause at the end of it, they just go back to like running their laundromat and like still kind of having like a weird, like mother daughter relationship. It's better. Yep. Yeah but it's Uh, not like not, it's not like things have to be perfect for it to be worth it.
0: Well, and, and what I enjoy, uh, about that moment where she's fighting everyone off is that like, Then there's, like, the sequence, all the, like, multiverse realities of her, like, trying to make things better for all these other people, Mm -hmm. and, like, the alternate realities of all these people, and, like, she's, like, oh, Rakakuni's getting taken away, and then it's, like, all right, like, I'll start control you by hair, and we're gonna run after Rakakuni. Right, but I'll be your (laughs) Rakakuni. But but then, like, they, you know, break down, and it's, like, you know, Joy kind of has this, like, va monologue that's happening which is uh or not va vo voiceover Mm -hmm. monologue that's happening where it's just like see you might have like a a string of goodness and good luck and all this stuff but like soon the universe will balance itself out and like bad things will happen again and it's like yeah it's true but it's like that doesn't mean you have to give up like you can still have like still keep trying right and that's what i like is like there is like the message that it's like not everything will be fixed, but that doesn't mean you just like once the next bad thing happens, you stop. You can right. still you can't go, you can't just like
1: there. roll over and like and let it be that way. I think it's it's more it's more powerful to just know and like, yeah, not everything not everything's gonna be great all the time. But like why stop?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um And that's why I just I think so much of this film works because every character motivation and like plot line works and is understandable. So when it all like meets its resolution, it all feels like complete and satisfying Mm -hmm. and realistic. Like it doesn't feel like it's like wrapped up nice and tidy with a bow. Like, Oh, like, yeah, everything's okay. It's like, no, like everything just feels like it makes sense.
1: Yes. Here's, Um, this is going to be a slight divergence, but I just finished watching Ted Lasso and I'd like to, just speak to it really quickly of like that show did so many things right. But I think it kind of like shot itself in the foot in the final payoff by wrapping everything up so neatly, Mm -hmm. you know, like the show is done. Those characters are still continuing and living their lives. And I feel like that got a little too hunky dory at the end for me. I like how grounded, despite how bizarre everything everywhere all at once is, it's still also incredibly grounded in, like, the core way that the, like, relationships themselves are built, and Mm -hmm. to me, I just, like, that can, that can keep, that keeps me in it a lot more, like, the last episode of Ted Lasso felt like a fever dream, because I was just like, how is all this getting solved? Why is everything so perfect? And here, it's like, this entire movie has been bizarre and wacky and like you know we're eating chapstick so we can learn kung fu and yet in a lot of ways like the characters felt so real and so relatable i don't know i don't Mm -hmm. know if it's like a it's it's apples to oranges but it's still just like there's something interesting there for me not about
0: not going deep into Ted because i've finished ted lasso as well but like it's like i i all the characters around Ted Lasso kind of have like a picture perfect ending where they kind of have this like uh like it kind of wraps up in like a fairy tale-esque way. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think Ted as a character kinda of has an ending that feels like right for him in the way that it's like finally kind of like accepting like where you need to be. But I get why like it feels like it does kind of just like wrap up in a way where it feels like everything's too clean. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because they like I feel like in the, like the grand scheme of like studios and everything, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some spin-off show where it's focused on any of the characters. Right. Like, and that's why they're kind of like leaving it in a way where it's like, we're not going to like st- leave things in a way where it feels like, uh, like, Oh, there, there's kind of like this still problems and stuff. They want to want to make it seem like it's like a clean, like happy ending for this story, but like we could always pick up somewhere else.
1: Right. Stir um, the pot again. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. um, But the – so, like, I get where it's, like, it does feel like things wrap up too clean, whereas this, in the movie, it feels like things just feel like we understand each other a bit better. Not everything's perfect and fixed, but, like, we're at least, like – we're at least a little more, like, accepting and, like, understanding of each other's, like, pain and needs.
1: Right. It's, like – I think it just, like, it lets itself sit in this, like, uncertainty and, like, unfinished business. It's, like, we've made – a lot of progress as people. We've learned a lot of things about ourselves and each other and things are better, but they're not solved because I don't think that's not how being a person works. You never like stop having to like put the work in. You never stop having to like to try, you know? And yeah. I just appreciate that it can it, it lets itself sit in that kind of like discomfort. Um it's still like it's still a happy ending. You know, but it's not like you know there's rough edges and that's that's good to me
0: well this actually brings up the only like kind of like debatable point of the movie is there's kind of like two ways to look at this movie and there's not like it's not right or wrong it's Mm -hmm. just like i'm curious how people like look at it so like there's an element where you can look at this movie as It's a woman going through a midlife crisis during her tax audit, Mm -hmm. and she's just clearly, like, having, like, a really stressful bad day, and it's kind of, like, this is just a visualization of everything, of, like, trying to, like, find, like, get through it, and, like, find meaning, and find, like, the purpose of it all, Mm -hmm. or... They are actually now multi-dimensional, multiversal dimensional beings that like just, just choose to exist in this reality. Because at like the end, it's like, why don't you go to some other universe where your daughter's more than just this? It's like, well, I'd rather just be here with you and be with you. Right. Is there there's kind of this whole thing of like, I like the idea of like like they are still like they could jump into any multiverse, but they choose just to be here because it's the, like the world where they can just be with each other and like work through their shit and like, just do things. But it is also like, there's the element where it is kind of like more just like, this is all a visualization of someone's, midlife crisis and going through a lot and like figuring out all these things and just trying to become closer right. and kind of like have some realization to be closer with their family and like kind of right. work through a lot of their shit.
1: <laughs> Speed running real life character development. um, Yeah. In the middle of like a, a crisis. That's interesting. It's it, I guess I had never really, I'd never really thought about that, that there could be a split in the interpretation for it. That's interesting. It's kind of like an in inception, like is the top spinning or is it about to fall? Yeah. You know, um, interesting because like for me I just kind of took it as face value is like we've unlocked all this knowledge that you know there are infinite realities of us and to me like Evelyn has made the choice to just be the Evelyn that she's always been because to I, I think to me that like hits like the crux of the of the whole point like it's it's enough to just be who you are and all of the, all of the steps and choices that have led you to this existence, all of these different branching paths that were never taken. You know, it's like every, whatever choice you make is the right choice. Cause that's what puts you where you are in that moment. It's what's made you this person, you know? Mm-hmm. So to me, I think having the realization of, you know, all of these like endless possibilities of who you could have been, and still choosing to be you. To me, that's that's everything. That's the whole. That's the whole point. And I think that it would be. It's it's an interesting headcanon to be like, you know, like mom's having a hard day, <laughs> but like, well,
0: yeah, I mean, and I, that's I, it, that's I... my
1: that's my opinion on the on well, the, well, the, the discussion, I, you know?
0: I I I obviously connect with what you said as well more than the other but it's just like it's an interesting thing because it's like there is an element where it's like if you watch all like the family scenes in this movie you could just see them as like more like direct family confrontation mm-hmm. and like the it, it's more this is just like a hyper visualization of like these scenarios yeah um it so would it's, be it'd it's interesting
1: just... to watch an edit of just the like evelyn like the the evelyn we meet at the beginning of just watching those scenes with like anything in between i really i wonder how coherent it would remain i don't know
0: (laughs) um but yeah no i i think it's just like i i prefer thinking it's like a multi-dimensional being that can like go anywhere and anywhere but chooses to be like here Mm -hmm. like thing like i i like that um more just because i think that's more of like a creative fun like way to like think about everything but it's, it's just interesting because like it's not right or wrong like it's however anyone anyone wants to interpret or like look at things but it's just it's a neat little way of like viewing like how you can view media in different ways right
1: yeah it, it's it kind of it's kind of funny like speaking to that you know we're all sitting in the in the room having a shared experience and yet we're going to take a different um a different feeling out of it at the end or a different a different interpretation and that's all based off of everything that we've done in our lives up until that point and how it's going to hit and like resonate with us or if it resonates Mm -hmm. with us. So yeah, Yeah, I I like hearing about that kind of stuff. I hadn't, I hadn't heard about the, uh, the debate as it were.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think, I think we've, uh, covered what we needed to cover about the movie. I think we, I think we both really, uh, I think we both really liked this movie.
1: Yeah, Uh, it was, it was all right. it was. It, it was all right. It it just sh- shattered me emotionally for like a full week. It's good. It was a it's all right.
0: Bit, it was a. Little, it was a little bit better than mid. I would say.
1: Yeah, it's probably like a <laughs> like a nine point seven out of ten. You know.
0: <laughs> um. No, I I I love this movie. It's ever since I saw it, it's, it's been one of those things where like every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, this is probably always going to be in my top 10, probably top five movies of all time. Yeah. Just cause I think, I think it's so well made and it, it is honestly just such an, it feels like such an important movie. Like a hundred years from now, this movie will still feel very like important
1: right. type of thing. And I think it's going to um, age really well too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which helps.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, would you uh would you recommend people to watch this movie
1: <laughs> without a doubt in my mind i've already been going to bat on it in our discord
0: yeah yep uh but i think it's uh it's time for our little uh our little our little, our little get, manage, get, guess, guess the guess, metacritic
1: this. guess the review the review so, scores uh,
0: I'll I'll pull up the scores and I'll have you guess. Uh what do you want to do? Do you want to do Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, or Letterboxd?
1: Let's do Rotten Tomatoes. You'll have to remind me of the scale that they do between <laughs> it, critic it's and viewers.
0: It's one to a hundred percent for both. For
1: both. Okay, I like that.
0: Okay. Everything everywhere. Okay. Uh yeah, so I know the scores. And give me your prediction for the critic and audience score. All right.
1: I'm going to predict that it's certified fresh from both sides, which I think puts that above 80%, right? Um, Above 60. Above 60. Oh, God. The bar is in hell. Okay. Okay.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. Certified fresh is technically in this weird, like, 70 up, um, but... For audience, they just have either it's a rotten popcorn or a happy popcorn. Bucket. Gotcha. So that's 60 and up.
1: All right. Well, the audience is definitely a happy popcorn bucket. I think that the audience is going to give it lower than critics. So I'm going to say that the audience gave this an 84. And I think the critics, the critics fucking loved it. I think the critics loved everything everywhere all at once. And they gave it a 93.
0: You were so close on both.
1: I'm so good at this.
0: So it was 86 for the audience. Ooh!
1: By so Price Is Right two, rules, li- I still win. They,
0: yeah, they liked <laughs> it two, two more, and then the critics was 94. So by Price Is Right rule, you want you won both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 nah, I got the showcase. Let's go. <laughs> Come on down. I'm now an interdimensional being, right? Like that's yeah, what I yeah. You <laughs> you
0: you 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 opened up your third eye.
1: There we go. Uh,
0: but, yeah, it, I, it, it's one of those movies that, like, it definitely, like, I think a lot of the critic, like, praise, and then, like, people went to go see it were, like, this is really good. So, it made a lot of people say, word of mouth, go watch this. Mm-hmm. And it did it did really well for, like, eight weeks straight. Like, it was just constantly, like, making just the popping off money every, Yeah. Good. It just kind of stayed in theaters for, like, almost the whole summer, which I loved because I was like, I can go see it every now and then. Whenever
1: I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, yeah. um. Kinda. Before we wrap things up, I think the only thing I just want to bring up is that we do have uh, a listener support active now um, through through our. spotify podcasters anchor hub hybrid thing um because anchor used to be the thing that hosted all podcasts and spotify bought it, so it's called spotify for podcasters there is a link in the description of whatever podcasting service you use to listen to that can take you to it um so what it is is just that if you like hearing our voices and you want to support us with some nice little bit of charity uh you can just ps- sign up and just donate a certain amount to the podcast and that helps us keep keep the
1: engines rolling right and keeps the keeps the dream moving um keeps keep it's like but, everything will always remain free this is actually a much more uh preferred method um if yeah. you want or are able to support that is very dope if you like just listening that is also very dope um because
0: we are fine with you just listening, and that's like we want to keep it all free. We don't want anything to feel like it has to be monetized. So, this is literally just, hey, I like you, and I want to throw some money at you. But mm-hmm. there, there is no, there's no element where you you feel like we're gonna make people feel like they have to do it to get access to any content. Right. Um, no obligation.
1: And- no paywalls. Just if if this is the way that you like to tell people, like, hey, this is cool, then thanks uh,
0: however however if you do decide to show any uh support through the listener support we will uh do a nice little shout out to you on a on a podcast episode we will you shout out whatever username or name you provide um and just have as a little like thank, thank you for these supporters for supporting the podcast
1: exactly and if there's a, if you would like to support the podcast uh, for free, uh, outside of just listening to it, you can give us a five star rating uh, directly in your Spotify app. I think that helps people see it. I don't know.
0: Or you could just share it with your grandma or your friends or oh, whatever way. Grandma loves you know. movies.
1: I think grandma. I think grandma loves movies. You know what grandma loves more than movies? Grandma loves Dark Souls. Well god i would pay money to see someone's grandma play dark souls um me too no, i think she just loves hearing spooky and rogery dodgery talk about uh whatever we choose to talk about in a given week so you know do it for Hell your grandma yeah buddy <laughs> I, I like doing this with you i like doing this with you too man this is always this is always a highlight of my week
0: e, all right well i appreciate everyone listening to, to aspect Ratio. i'm the rogers academy and, and that
1: is spooky Deer.
0: thanks for listening love you all Bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Farewell. Bye. Bye.